Jordan and Gretzky, Serena and Ruth Remembering great ones is easy to do But what about the no names who spent their whole lives Long stepping footballs and catching sack flies They're guys, remember that guy some guys now. I was just a simple fan, never knew no good from bad, thought the whole world revolved around superstars, but their flashiness and style seemed to dull after a while, I've come to realize who the real guys really are. Folks, once again, a big round of applause for the ghost of Freddie Mercury. I every year think that's going to be less of a starstruck event, and it just never is. Hey, if you're just joining us now, welcome to the 2023 Guy of the Year Awards, the only award show hosted by the show where we minor memories for nuggets of nostalgia about peripheral players past and present. I'm one of your MCs, James, but I am, of course, not the only MC for tonight's proceedings. James, I'm down here in the pit. Diaz, thrilled to be with you once again. And what an evening it's already been. We do need to also introduce what an incredibly special guest we have this evening. He is, it, it's, it's really our honor, but please just introduce yourself, sir. That's right. It's me, Ricky Gervais. I have to be in every single uh, award show <laughs> by contract. So here I am at the Guy of the Year Awards. If you're wondering why I don't have my British accent, it's because I was told that this is mostly American sports and I had to focus on that. And that has mostly been the focus tonight, Ricky, I must acknowledge. But of course, it's been a wide ranging evening. It's all building to the GOATI, the number one award that we all want to see. But, you know, I have gotten some word that apparently you folks have been streaming in with your responses, with your votes, with uh, all of the various bribes to the officials that are in charge of determining this. And they just haven't decided who's given them the most money yet. I mean, who got the most votes yet? So uh, we do need to, I'm being told by the producers, kill a little bit more time. Diaz, you're down there in the pit right now. You want to like go do some crowd work, see if you can find anyone in the seats? Well, I... Just actually, before you, we came down here, I had just caught up with, let me see. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. The tallest man in this section. Yes, Kev. Kev is here with me. Kev, what, what an honor to have you. You are our first-time caller, second-time uh, attendee, and third-time all-time favorite listener. How are you tonight? 
I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I actually think I am officially long-time listener, fifth-time caller now. Well, listen, the fifth time is the charm, Kev. And I, uh, what what is your highlight of this evening that you'd like to direct our attention to? Uh, I think the highlight for the evening for me was when Philip Rivers presented the Antonio Cromartie future. Wait, he has nine kids of the year award <laughs> to Xavier Howard, <laughs> who currently has four women pregnant. And I think only one of them is his wife. You know, I hope Xavier enjoys that award because Anthony Edwards is definitely coming for it next year. But I think Zion Williamson is an up and coming prospect too. Um, I, I think the thing that sealed it for him, though, was having one of the women have the baby in a onesie saying that it was Xavier Howard's baby and that he, he wouldn't pay child support and then posting that on Twitter. Well, I love that she screen printed the results of the DNA test on the back of the onesie. It just really it really messed up the whole outfit. It really did. I mean, I think he earned that bronzed copy of the paternity test results that he received as his award today. Uh, Kevin, great to have you in the audience as always. It's always great to be back. Um, I look forward to being a six-time caller sometime in the future. Um, just getting to see all the faces, all the celebrities of guys that you once knew and then forgot. It's just been a real trip down memory lane. So appreciate you guys for having me back on. Well, Kev, thanks for joining us. And I think now we're ready to go forward with our first nominee for Guy of the Year. And we need to go to a forgotten land, but it's a place where football is as big as anything else. It is Missoula, Montana that we need to hone in on today. And it's a Missoula, Montana native that we need to honor. It was just last week that the Montana Grizzlies played host to North Dakota State in the FCS semifinal. And as true a Montana man as there is, Bobby Hawk on the sidelines makes the brave call to go for two, and they get it. They then make the stop when North Dakota State goes for two in double overtime. It's an all-time classic game. But we need to focus on what Bobby Hawk did afterwards to celebrate. Before that, a little context for those who are not as familiar with Bobby Hawk. He is a Missoula, Montana native. His older brother, Tim. Famously, perhaps the greatest defensive back in Grizzlies history. He went on to play 13 years in the NFL. And our boy Bobby would follow in those footsteps. He would earn two letters while at Montana, but not on the football team. He ran track. He did not play collegiate football. What he was doing is he was coaching alongside his father at a local high school and once he graduated from college, he immediately stepped into a role with the Grizzlies as a graduate assistant. A long path took him to, finally in 2003, being the head coach of the Grizzlies. In the first seven years, he did take them to three national championships, and he lost all three of them. This set him up to lead for greener pastures. He went to UNLV. He won two games in each of his five seasons there as head coach, except for the fourth season when they won seven and they did lose in the heart of Dallas Bowl to North Texas. We all remember that one, a true heartbreaker. Shortly after that, Bobby would resign. And in 2018, after a few years as a special teams coach with South Dakota State, he would return to Montana. And since 2018, he's been 
trying so hard to get back to that promised land. And finally, last week, he did get the Grizzlies. They will be competing in their fourth championship under Bobby Hawk. They'll be looking to get their first title since 2001, but we need to focus on what Bobby Hawk did afterwards to celebrate. Makes him a man of the people. It makes him a guy of the Grizzlies. He went straight into the parking lot with all the fans and just hopped from tailgate to tailgate, absolutely crushing beers with fans well into the early morning. And he is a man not, of the people. Let's And let's please, James. Well, let's not forget one other very important thing he did, which is make Carson Wentz sad. <laughs> he, he made Carson Wentz sad. He made Trey Lance sad. He made Easton Stick even more sad than he was when he was basically crying on national television. That was actually pretty rough for a little bit against the Raiders. But we're not worried about Easton Stick right now. Bobby Hawk is a man of the people. He is as true to his birthplace as you could ever ask for any football man to be. The Missoula, Montana native, going to bring back the hardware for the first time, we hope. In 22 years, it'll be January 7th. It's a Sunday. Montana will be playing against South Dakota State. They'll be looking to conquer that whole region. And we'll be looking intently on January 7th. But for tonight, we are very excited to put forth Bobby Hawk as one of our nominees for Guy of the Year. Love Bobby Hawk. Just disappointed that my cousin graduated last year and didn't get to be part of this championship caliber team he did have a tryout with the ravens though which is always which 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 was cool but i think he he's in the usfl now or something like that but maybe he can pretend and go back pull a thad castle do an extra year at uh at montana and he'll be able to go back and visit the bobby hawk autonomous zone created from the states formerly known as montana and the dakotas they are all now under the uh, ownership of Bobby Hawk as we presume that he got that hardware though we don't know if he's going to get the other hardware he's looking for tonight that big beautiful goatee that is after all the point of this you know we sometimes lose sight of that it's a very star-studded night and it's easy to get distracted by those celebrities in fact I see our current Guylianaire Brooks Rudy there in the front looking forward to his international challenge next year speaking of things related to trivia I see winner of the Trivial Pursuit Award, not of course one that has anything to do with trivia, but committing to the bit as much as possible. So this one is going to friend of the show, the Shutdown Fullcast's very own Ryan Celebrity Hot Tub Nanny, as he did try to this year appear on as many podcasts as he possibly could and with 76. As far as we know, he succeeded, and so he did win that today, his second win in the category since becoming the Bloomin' Onion at the Outback Bowl. While we were not the actual 69th show, we would like to believe that we were the 69th show in his heart for that. Well, that's why we also brought him on as a presenter this evening. He was on hand to present that Victor Conti special award for guyness without coaching or playing. You can't be a guy without being a name first. That barrier proving insurmountable to many people behind the scenes. But every once in a while, someone who doesn't wear a jersey or hold press conferences, they offend the sensibilities of their league so thoroughly that they do manage to make a name. And this year, nobody proved that quite as well as the former Michigan assistant, Connor Stallions. Connor Stallions, congratulations on that win in one of the smaller categories. We'll see if we have any uh, attention for you later on. Uh, another one of our guests who got to come on and present earlier today, Johnny Stanton. He and I were just chatting backstage, actually, after he handed out the Faux Pellini Meme of the Year Award. This was probably a highlight of the night for me so far. Uh, the Faux Pellini Meme of the Year Award. He and I were actually kind of discussing some controversy, we think, about it because 
I don't know about you. I'd assumed it was going to be the Boston playground tunnel that briefly became a particle accelerator and tried to turn that one police officer into the Higgs boson. Uh, and many other people also assumed it was going to be that. But then you had that incredible late season effort by the shrugging Kevin James JPEG. And it really seemed like it was a two-man race as we got down the road. Apparently, the judges tried to pull someone for help. They got this guy uh, who they'd seen in TikTok, this Bluetooth headset-wearing, ponytailed man. They tried to get him to choose between these two things, but he just kept refusing the question. And so it seems like they just kind of flipped a coin and landed on the Kevin James JPEG. So exciting to think for a moment that we had Kevin James there to accept the award on the JPEG's behalf. Uh, of course, then it turned out to not be Kevin James dressed up as Sean Payton from his movie Home Team. It was actually just Sean Payton. All in all, that was just a crazy moment. Uh, it was great to have Johnny back. Now, Diaz, I think I agree that on that topic of, of college football, that's probably where the goatee is going to land this year. But uh, I don't know about you. I do think a different betting favorite is the one that's going to emerge from the pack. Maybe the horse that I'd like to bet on, so to speak. Who, who are we staking our bet to, James? Well, we've mentioned him already. He has already walked away with some hardware tonight. That Victor Conti special award presented by our friend Ryan Nanny. But I don't think that is sufficient for this guy. And so I'm betting the house on Connor Stallions taking home the goatee this year. I think it's gotta be Connor Stallions. I mean, here we are at the end of the year. It's so easy to forget that the University of Michigan had another stupid scandal before all of this began. Remember Jim Harbaugh and cheeseburgers? No, you don't, because the name on everyone's lips since October has been Connor Stallions. The face of perhaps one of the biggest espionage, reconnoitering, spygate scandals since the actual thing. This face, he has shown up in picture after picture of uh, over 35 games in 17 stadiums where apparently he was signed stealing for University of Michigan. Now, sure, years from now, you might be able to just get away with the guy who was the sign stealing scandal guy for a undefeated University of Michigan team. But then he decides to add those little extra bits that really, I think, put the finishing touch on a guy of the year campaign, like referring to Jim Harbaugh as Harbs in all of his texts, like running a failed vacuum cleaner rental service out of a house that then gets sued by an HOA, which he then claims is just a bunch of Michigan State fans trying to get back at him. But of course, I mean, who could resist the piece de resistance? No one could. It's right there in the name. The roughly 550 to 600 word document that he has called the Michigan Manifesto for when he someday becomes the coach of Michigan. What delusions of grandeur, one would say, except the thing is, it's not a delusion of grandeur if you're right. And I just, I look at the crop this year and it's a fine crop, but if we are trying to find the horse that I'm going to back in this race, it's Connor Stallions, no question. It's, it's a legendary run by Connor Stallions. And I think truly his legacy, much as Bobby's, will rest on whether or not he wins the national championship. I also think Connor Stallions' legacy pins very much on if Michigan wins the championship this year. His actions, no matter what, certainly memorable and certainly that of a guy. But ultimately, the rings are what last. And we're, we're going to be waiting with bated breath, not just for our vote this evening, but also to see 
did Connor Stallions fall on the sword for good reason? Or is it just going to be so, so funny? I mean, either way, it's so, so funny. And I do love, you know, if he wins Guy of the Year, we get to carry that on into the next year a little bit as this saga continues. Unfortunately, it does seem that our vamping for time must continue. Gotten the word that the results are still pending. They're getting close. Steve Kornacki is very close to announcing who is indeed the guy of the year this year. But let's take another moment just to kind of pat ourselves on the back. Because Xavier, I think you really deserve a lot of credit for some of the big moves that you've made about the show. Folks, you know, if you missed this earlier in the night's broadcast, Xavier secured an immense deal for Guy Plus, our ongoing streaming service, while he was in Tokyo this year. We are, of course, simulcasting right now to Japan, where he secured the rights, and we were even able to name our own host. Xavier, are you still able to, to get on the broadcast there? Yeah, you know, Ricky Gervais just told me he had to leave, so he wanted me to take over a bit. But yeah, when I was in Japan, I was able to get a deal with NHK. You know, they put us on Radio 2. So not Radio 1, but maybe we can move up to it. But we were able to get our friend... Evan from Gaijin Baseball to be our, our, our man on the ground for NHK. Hey, I'll always take work on the Japanese taxpayer's dime. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get the NHK man off my door. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so today, the award I'm presenting today uh, on the behalf of uh, NHK and NPB is the Jose Bautista Where the Fuck Did You Come From Award. And that award goes to Seiya Hosokawa of the Chunichi Dragons. Oh, baby! This is a man who James is very familiar with. He debuted fantastically as an 18-year-old back in 2017. He hit two hits, both of which were two-run home runs, and then could never do anything again. He barely ever got playing time. But uh, NPB instituted their uh, version of the Rule 5 draft at the end of uh, 2022, and he was picked up by the woefully offensive Chunichi Dragons, who hoped that uh, he could be, you know, the, a piece they could build around for their lineup. He was. He turned out to be the only competent hitter on that lineup. <laughs> and he went from only hitting six home runs in six career seasons to 24 home runs, 78 RBI, a WRC plus of 137, and 2.6 war, meaning he... Went from a, in his previous best in 37 games by WRC Plus was 29. So he went from 71% worse than your average hitter to 37% better than your average hitter over the course of two years. What I love the most is I, of course, have a long history with the Jose Bautista Award being one of the teams that was uh, unfortunately there to see Jose Bautista eventually flourish and got a up-close view to how much he flourished over those following years. It is so nice that this show, unlike the, you know, biased stats and win and loss based outcomes in the real world, we can recognize that the NPB team of the season was the Chunichi Dragons not the KFC-hating Hanshin <laughs> Tigers that we have uh, so thoroughly proclaimed previously. Oh, surely. It's, it's, it's not like they're managed by a man who, uh, who is a control freak who made a rookie run 200 laps around uh, the, the practice facility after a bad start. You know, totally didn't happen at all. And even he if he did, 200 wasn't enough. 200 was not enough, no. No, no, you gotta break these people. <laughs> <laughs> 
You also you also can't let them have rice for whatever reason, despite the fact that he was in a in a commercial for rice back in the nineties. Maybe that had something to do with it because it was really fucking awkward. The checks have stopped cashing. Clearly, if he's no longer cashing. in commercials with rice, you know, if, 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 they're, if the I'm rice, I'm not going to talk about rice anymore because they're not paying us. Exactly. <laughs> Guess what? So just because they're not paying me anymore, none of the players can eat rice before games. New rule. Why? It makes you bloated. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Anyways, madness. Madness. I'm I'm very much glad that uh, despite being paid by NHK, uh, I'm not uh, beholden to NHK's censors while on this platform, and I'm I'm free to uh, swear like a sailor again because it's been too long. <laughs> well, and also, frankly, we don't know how much of what you're saying right now the audience understands. Uh, probably some, not a zero amount. A little bit. But we're getting away with a little bit. It turns out they use us more as ASMR because they don't know what we're saying. And they exactly. just like the soothing sound of English voices, uh, not and just, <laughs> hey, just, it's, just it's nonsense. Hey, Japanese listeners, that's great. Go ahead and do that. Just put us on loop when you go to sleep <laughs> and leave it on shuffle overnight as many times as you want. Just keep playing, and I'll do this soft, soft voice. The soothing tones of the North American slash Philadelphian slash Baltimore accent. <laughs> I, I think I will say something that will get me in trouble with the NK, NHK censors, and it's something I, I believe James will agree with, and that's Kutabare Tatsunami. Which means, Tatsunami, go fuck yourself. Oh, yes, okay, <laughs> there we go, there we go. Thank you for the translation, but yes, we do concur. There you go. Um, delightful to have you there, Evan. I'm not entirely sure if this is happening now, if you are, like, six-hour satellite delayed from us. I don't know what our temporal relationship is to you, but we are glad to have the professional relationship. That we oh, no, it, it, it is eight in the morning over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, we're going to give you some good morning news in a little bit, because hopefully we are very close to announcing the Guy of the Year Award. Let's maybe, Xavier, hear about who you think is going to walk away with it this year. Yeah, you know, I... I think it has to be the man who completed football. Pelly Ruddock and Ponzu, the first man to go from non-league conference football to the Premier League with one team. I mean, it, it, it's an insane story. You have, to, you have to both be good enough where the team will continue to want you as they move up the ladder, have that team successfully move up the ladder, but not be too good that a better team doesn't want you. And to go conference premier, league two, league two, league two, league two, league one, championship, 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 and then the Premier League. I mean, in doing so in a place like Luton, where Kenilworth Ground is in a residential neighborhood and you have to just walk down a street with a bunch of houses and just, oh, there's a one blue door in this row of normal-looking English flats that just happens to open onto the smallest football pitch in the Premier League. It's Love the it when your stadium entrance is basically a speakeasy. I mean, yes, it, like, it truly is. I mean, how, how can you get more guy than the guyest team in the Premier League? They're the Hatters. The Luton Town Hatters. And... Being there for everything. You're a part of their entire history, and you're just guy enough to maintain that position through five different divisions of football. I mean, it, again, there's a reason why it had never happened before this year. And let's be real, Luton will be back in the championship next year because... <laughs> 
their whole squad is worth less than like one week's wages of any Manchester City player. I'm pretty sure Erling Holland makes more than every Luton player combined. But it's just an incredible story that you can work your way up the ladder like that over 10 years and just have that kind of career where you'll never really win any major trophies, but that experience can't be topped by anything. And for the guy who completed football, the best capper to that year would be guy of the year. It would be a beautiful, dramatic cap. It would, I'm sure, do wonders for the international audience of this awards and this show. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess, oh, I'm, I'm being told that there is a golden envelope ready. Yes, I think they're bringing it out to you now. First of all, I mean, this, this thing, it's like, it's like a Russian doll. Why do we have the envelope inside the envelope? It's, it's killing me. It's just too much. It's too much. Next year, just a, a, a producer's note. That's all I'm saying. One envelope uh, would be sufficient. I've got that noted. One envelope is enough, but we have finally made it into the most interbased layer of this Russian doll egg. And we do have the winner. Our 2023 goatee, the guy of the year, is Peli, Ruddock, and Ponzu. Congratulations. You have climbed the table. You've climbed the pyramid in England. You've climbed your way right on up onto our award stage and straight into our hall, the guy of the year, Peli, Ruddock, and Ponzu. Congratulations. Congratulations to Peli. Absolute scene here at the RTG Goaties. The applause is immense. I, I, it's just so easy to get caught up in the emotions of this moment. You just want to take a moment to, to sit and enjoy it. Uh, oh, well, folks, it seems as though those guitar licks can only mean one thing. We seem to be getting played off by fish. I think the producer realized that if we leave them on for too long, the, the Guy Forger riff will just start self-perpetuating it. So we do, I think, need to start wrapping it up here. Thank you so much to all of our lovely guests here in the audience. We've got Kevin here in the stands. We've got Evan out there across the Pacific. We've got all of you listening at home. I've got my two fellow MCs up here. Down in the pit, currently opening up the pit is musical director Don Ham. And up there in the booth, you know we couldn't do it without you. Producer Craig and all the coders behind him. Truly, folks, if you have joined us tonight or if you ever join us this year, it's been an absolute blast having you. Happy holidays. That's all I've got tonight. Anything else from you guys before Fish drowns us out? Next year's Goaties, live from Kenilworth Road. See us at the Oak Stand. We'll be doing it live from some guy's bathroom, actually, but it's just, it overbooks uh, the stadium. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one final time here in 2023, I've been one of your hosts, James. I've been the very special guest, not Ricky Gervais. I am Kevin, long-time listener, fifth-time caller. And I'm uh, Evan, the mind voice editor, producer, and writer behind Gaijin Baseball. Such a thrill once again. I am Diaz, and we must say it today. Feliz Navidad y prospero año de feliz y guy. <laughs> Adios!